Welcome to the Clinic Fix Podcast, healthcare strategies for more cash flow with your hosts, John and Tommy G. Hey there, my friends, Tommy G here, and welcome to the presentation of three elegant, simple, repeatable tricks to effortlessly turn browsers into buyers, even if you don't have a sales team. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, how am I going to be selling if I don't even have a sales team, right? Well, it's really simple, okay? And it's time-tested and proven that follow-up marketing is the key, we, key way to convert browsers or people kind of looking at an offer into loyal, dedicated customers, okay? And these tricks are going to be all about follow-up marketing without having to hire any additional sales staff. So trick number one is to make your follow-up marketing look like letters to a friend. So let's talk about email marketing. You're, one, you're writing to one individual and you want to make it feel that way. You can see two examples here. Both are sent out to massive email lists that I get in and I'm on both of these lists. Which one looks more personal? All right, which one is easy on the eyes? Right, the one on the left you can see has a very much more personal appeal versus the one on the right. I can tell that I'm just getting blanketed with a mass mailing. Okay, and there's also one thought on the email on the left versus on the right. There's all these different distractors that if you confuse people, you lose. Right, you want to keep it short and compelling. And here's some ways to make your email marketing look short, compelling, and from a friend. Number one, you want the three fix. This is the editor for Git Response. Now we offer, or we recommend a bunch of different email providers. You're going to want to have some kind of software to help automate a lot of this. And so, starting off, you want 350 pixel format. It gives that proper width on all mobile devices, and so it's been shown to work. Next down, you want to call them by name. Whenever people are getting follow-up messaging, you have ways to code your email to pull their name and put it inside of it. All right. Next, you want to create a lot of white space so that it's easy on the eyes. Number three, or number four, sorry, you want to always have a PS. You can drop so many open loops, story hints, and little tidbits in this spot, and a lot of people go straight to the PS anyways. And then last, you want to really have compelling images inside of it because that's going to make people stick around. So let's look at an example of this. And this is one that we had. You can see that it's formatted. This is a screenshot from mobile. Really easy on the eyes. You can see it changed that first name into an actual name. And it has a clickable PS with a great image. All right. And all this is sent out in bulk to your email prospects with one push of a button. And that's what I call leverage. You know, how much time and effort and energy and cost would it be to have your personal sales team go out and message or message a thousand people in a day? You know, much less do it in less than 10 minutes, all right? So email automated marketing is a great leverage point to get more buyers with less effort. Trick number two is the SOAP opera sequence. Now, what this means is to kind of give you a framework for what should be in your emails, all right? And so this is a framework that's been proven to work, and it kind of goes something like this. Day number one is your origin story of your customer. It's warming them up. You first deliver on whatever it is that they gave your email for, all right? And then you have this follow-up welcome to the family origin story type email. Day number two, you're going to introduce them to some kind of like high drama or why you started your company, like kind of really the um, 
you know, what you're seeing wrong in the industry that you work in, okay? What you see people being told perhaps that isn't the truth or maybe isn't the whole truth. This is where you build, build that rapport. Tell a backstory of why this is, you know, important. Describe the wall that you hit personally, you know, that alluded to this big epiphany to how you operate your business today. This is going to leave an open loop to something going into the next day. Day number three is now you want to finally deliver on what your epiphany was and how this one thing or something was the thing holding them back. You're talking about the reader's perspective. Like most likely the reason that they haven't gotten the result that they want is because of this one thing. All right. This creates an enemy to throw rocks at and aligns them as your ally. So share how you have this one thing and that it could change everything for them and nobody else does it the way that you do it all right and you think about this as what makes your product or service unique now on day number four okay you're going to introduce them to the hidden benefits of that one thing or your unique selling proposition like what are the all the secondary benefits of them being able to get that get that one thing so a time-tested thing that you hear a lot is people saying, hey, people don't buy the drill, they're buying the hole that the drill creates. Well, if we drill down deeper into the benefits of that, what that benefit would be is something like, hey, the reason I need this hole is to create this you know, item, let's just call it a bookshelf, that my wife has been you know, hounding me to get done to help clear up a lot of the clutter in the house. So the hidden benefit is you finally get that um, you know, admiration, joy for your wife, and she doesn't have to have that stress and worry of looking at the garbage corner in the house. That's the real hidden benefit. It's not the hole. It's not the drill. It's that it's some kind of emotional-based, relationship-based thing that you really drill down to. And the way you find your hidden benefits is constantly asking why people need your service. And we can get into that at another time. Day number five is you want to remind them the before and after experience from taking action on your offer, on your service, on your products, all right? Remind them why they even opted in and gave you their email to begin with. Restate the desires that brought them in and then make a strong call to action, sprinkle in some urgency and get them to start moving from that browser to buyer phase, okay? So this is the first five-day campaign. And after those first five days, now what? All right. What if the people that there's going to be some people that do buy and there's going to be other ones that don't. What do you do at that point? All right. That's what we've learned from the show about nothing. The Soapbox Sequence is a story arc of emails designed to build a relationship with new leads while introducing them to your products and services. Its primary goal is to build trust. So, after the soap opera sequence, you're going to dump them into what we call daily Seinfeld emails, all right? And they fall into three categories. Your emails might be educational in nature, like checklists, how-tos, FAQs that you answer. Or it might be epiphanies, like these are just big ideas, inspirations, beliefs, more motivational, emotionally driven. Or episode-wise, this might be a story of a client that you've done, used with. It might be a current event that's coming up that you want them to know about. Or it might be to build up some friction in their life about, hey, what's at stake if they keep on going with these kind of problems? So these three, you can dump all kinds of different ideas inside of these three topics to have an endless supply of follow-up marketing. 
So trick number three though is with this follow-up marketing, you wanna make sure that you are arousing desire, all right? Arousing desire is what gets people to make, make action. And Eugene Schwartz said it best in his Breakthrough Advertising book. A company's job is not to create mass desire, but to channel it and direct it into their product. You want to channel the desire for the thing that people want into your product so that they see your product as the thing that fulfills their desire. And mass desire is the public spread of private want. So you have to think about what is the private want of your product? Just like we talked about before, you wanna dive deep into why it is that people are gonna do, do work with you. Why? Do, what is the outcome that they're looking for? And there's some phases of this that you can look at it. The first thing is you wanna awaken the desire. This is the heart-centered stories of that thing the audience craves, all right? That your product delivers. You don't have to talk about your product to start with. Start with the thing that they want and then after that, you're gonna start with the thing that they want and then lay out everything that is required to obtain that desire. Education-based marketing means micro yeses, all right? If you wanna go from A to Z, these are the things that you need to do, and if you do these things, you're gonna get that result, right? Now, if they're ready to move forward and they wanna claim that desire, you're gonna stack value and say, look, if you wanna go from A to Z in the shortest amount of the time with the most least amount of confusion and have it exactly step by step what it is that you need to do, then this is what you need to do. We have a special offer for you. And this is where it's an exchange of value, where if your company can get them from A to Z faster than if, if they could do it themselves, then you're gonna be the one. So an example of this is how you create evergreen desire for your hero status, all right? Now, <clears throat> we're gonna got dive a little bit deeper because this is a key part of the psychological evolution of your business is to recognize that your com company is not a hero. Your company is, is not the you know star of the show, the customers are, all right? So whenever you're following up with your audiences, you wanna be asking yourself, what is the goal of the piece of content, okay? What action do you want the reader to take? Like, cause they're a hero in their own mind. Like they're looking to solve a problem. They want to make their wife happy, their husband happy, their children's, um, you know, life better. They want to look good. They want to feel good. All right. You are to equip them with all the resources they need to make that happen. Okay. How will this story move them to take action? Who is the hero? Who is the hero of the story? It's them. Remember that. What specific visible goal is the hero going to pursue? So remember, no matter what, let's say we've used this, used this before carpet cleaning. If people want to go from A to Z and get their wife happy, or it doesn't matter. I always use wife because I look at it from my perspective. Uh, but if you want to use carpet cleaning as an example, and I show you from A to Z to get the house clean and and rid of all these little tiny microbes that you don't see and how the other equipment doesn't work as efficiently as mine from A to Z and what it would cost, like our equipment costs $10,000 to use. You'd have to go out and get this equipment, use it yourself, manage it yourself, do all this other stuff. Or if you wanna go from A to Z fast, we can come clean three houses in your room for 129 and get your wife happy by the end of the day and you look like the hero, right? So that's how you need to position it. 
If you're trying to, it doesn't matter what it is. If you have something like, if you're looking for, uh, if it's a kind of physical ailment, like personal trainers or doctors or uh, medical uh, businesses that are looking to help people improve their physical health, how can you make their health better, easier, and faster, all right, by using some kind of framework to show them the joyful life? Now, this is something that, to kind of give you an idea of what this journey looks like, most people are living that ho-hum life, right? Then there's some form of life tension. Let's use health and wellness as an example. Ho-hum life, life tension, they just got told that they're um, diagnosed with high, high blood pressure, right? Now they are ravishly looking for on a new path to see how can they lower their blood pressure in a way that doesn't require medications and do it naturally and do it in a way that can fit with their lifestyle. They're going to look around for a new path until they find a journey. They're going to look for an A to Z path, all right, until they find the journey that they feel that they can get them to the joyful life in the fastest way possible with the least amount of effort, right? So when they accept the journey, they're accepting to do business with you. Now, now that they're a client, they're going to pursue that journey up until the point where they get their joyful life. Now, these are loyal, happy customers for the long haul. If you're not mapping out this customer journey, then your email marketing, your website marketing, everything's going to fall apart because you don't have a clear vision for your patients and they're not going to have a clear a clear vision for what it is that how you're going to help them get there, all right? So, this is the evergreen follow-up series that you can be using in your email marketing. For your email marketing, you want to make it look like you're writing letters to a friend, make it look and feel and sound personal. Leverage technology and software to automate for mass delivery and multiple different modalities. Implement the savvy tricks to get more engagement in your follow-up. For your follow-up ideas, follow the soap opera sequence to create endless flow of twists and turns and insights to keep readers interested and aware of your business. And then sprinkle in the offers to help turn those browsers into buyers. And then lastly, you want to make sure that you are arousing desires. You want to stir people's emotions and channel those core desires of human needs into your product and services, all right? The customer is the hero. Your, cust your company is the wise and inspiring guide that helps them save the day, all right? So make sure you're positioning yourself correctly. And if you do this right, you're going to use these three elegant, simple, and repeatable tricks to effortlessly turn browsers into buyers. Even if you don't have a sales team, you can leverage software and messaging and all this stuff to rapidly reach a large group of people with a little amount of effort. So that wraps up today. The next step, if you want to know the three simple micro steps to scaling profitable results without even needing to get new customers in the door, then you'll want to tune into our next training. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Clinic Fix Podcast, healthcare strategies for more cash flow with your hosts, John and Tommy G. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit clinicfix.com and on Facebook at Clinic Fix. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on the Clinic Fix Podcast.